Hello, this is episode number 15 of the Alphology 2 podcast. So welcome back to you. Um, I was going to do a solo episode about an interesting idea uh, for this week, but I don't feel very well, so I couldn't do that. Uh, so I'm just going to release a pre-recorded guest episode where we'll be discussing eco-terrorism and the merits of being a fundamentalist on behalf of the environment. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast and you're a fan, then do give us a thumbs up and five stars and subscribe. Subscribers make a difference. So, uh, Other than that, enjoy this week and I will be back next week with what will be a good solo episode. Uh, so enjoy and see you then. Anyway, here we are, the three of us. Mr. Pitbull. It's like the swingers went wrong, isn't it? Or swingers that got oh, dramatically right. right. Yeah. I mean, this is great for the for the audio listeners because they actually have no idea what's going on. Um, well, all they need to know is that Pitbull is in the house. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Pitbull's going to be a silent contributor to this <laughs> podcast, which obviously is not ideal if you're listening. But just just be aware that he's here. Probably better than listening to Pitbull's music. Oh, you, you can fuck off, can't you? So anyway, that's probably going to be really loud as well. Yeah, yeah, better. great. To be like. Oh. <laughs> I have bought actually a new pop filter for the microphone. Yeah, was that a big day? It was a big day because the other one was too small. It looked like it looked quite phallic, but now it doesn't look. Was as it putting phallic. you off during the? Um, yeah, during I was getting turned on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, gay jokes. Yeah, boy school. I didn't make that. You made it. You went there. Anyway, so eco terrorism. Let's do it. Reason why we're doing eco terrorism is yeah. as follows. I went out the other night and got drunk. You'll be surprised to hear. Shit. Yeah, I got pissed. And you think you know a person. <laughs> <laughs> and I got home and I ordered a kebab. Yeah. I, I, yeah as you do. You ordered a kebab. I ordered a kebab to come here. Well, well okay. this is an odd one. <laughs> you didn't just think you were out in town. No, I was out at the Beehive, which is too far from here. And it was a Tuesday. Okay. And like very few places are open. It'd be like a 20 minute walk the wrong way. And then a half a minute, walk, half a minute, half an hour walk back. And you didn't fancy that? No. No. Because it was late. So, I get home, order my kebab, it takes an hour to come, which was annoying, because I was mm. drunk, and I was like, I just want to go to sleep. Kebab comes, I smashed it, woke up about two hours later, dreadful stomach pains. Dreadful. Like, mm. I, I was like writhing in pain, but I was also quite dehydrated. Can of Coke next to the bed, I'm like, yeah, I'm having that. So I neck a can of Coke. I then proceed to have probably top 10 worst shits of my life. Your solution to dehydration is Coke instead of water. It was all that was there. You didn't have a tap. <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> you didn't have a tap in your room. No, but Are you doing all right, Abby? Are you living at a decent place? But I was drunk. And I and I looked, and it was, I'd had two and a quarter hours sleep or whatever it was. And I and I think I went to bed at one and I was up at quarter past three. So what was making you... Sick all over the place. What was happening? Well, was it the the, yeah, it was the kebab. But I, I was basically, I think, giving very minor food poisoning from the kebab, yeah. and I, literally, I was pissing out my ass. Yeah. That was how bad it was. You, you know, you know, you, and you, shitting out your cock. <laughs> that would be so much worse. <laughs> anyway, um, so by the time I had my shits and I was mm -hmm. back into bed, the coke had a chance to take effect, and I was like on a caffeine and sugar high, so I was awake. Yeah, that's essentially what was. What was going on? And I got to thinking because what else is there to do? I, I had a good 
half an hour and football manager, but then I thought, you know, let's try and get back to sleep. <laughs> so I lie down to go back to sleep and I just can't. And I got thinking and one thing led to another in my thoughts. I don't know how I got there. And I thought, if I was an eco-terrorist, would I like to take the hard line of being an eco-terrorist? Yeah. Like be a terrorist? Or would I be a nice and friendly eco-terrorist? <laughs> and what were your conclusions? That I would be a nice and friendly eco-terrorist. So I don't think I have it in me to go and like like chuck paint in politicians' faces or, you know. That's the worst it gets, you think? Well, no. I don't think, well, you could, you could blow yourself up in favour of yeah. eco-terrorism, couldn't you? Some you sort could, of Tibetan self-emotion. You, you could murder people from companies who work to destroy the environment. Well, they got that. They do the old um, tree spiking. Huh? Tree spiking. Invite some environmental groups. Put um, sort of some sort of machinery within trees. Plant it within that are um, set for logging, so that when the companies then come along to log those trees, they're then shot. And it, apparently, it hurts. I did a bit of research before I came. Yeah, this sounds like, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't off the cuff. <laughs> um, apparently, it it can cause quite. Bad injuries to the the loggers. Um, so, so it does happen. It does happen. Right. So, yeah, I wouldn't be one of those, though. Yeah. I don't want to hurt anyone. So what I was thinking is I would just be the sort that would, like, break into places and um, plant trees. What sort of places? Like a forest? Like, you know, no, not like a forest, because I don't know if you're aware. Already quite a lot of trees in <laughs> <the> forest. <laughs> Maybe places that used to be forests and are no longer Yeah, yeah I was... I, I was <laughs> I still want to lead you down the wrong path here. But I was thinking forests which are victims of logging rather than forests which are trees of plenty. Yeah, more, more trees. They were like, mate, there's... You know, You're actually killing the trees because yeah. they can't survive. You're planting yeah. too many. You get to the point where, you, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees. You, so. Great time for a drink. That, isn't it? Great time <laughs> well, drink. Let's let that hang in the air for a second. Um, so... Yeah, no, I break it. What I was thinking is actually more like, you know, big, like, estates. Hold up, you can edit this back in. If a tree falls in the <laughs> woods, was it because Alfie was planting too many? <laughs> <laughs> or did it never really happen? Okay, so something that's happened recently on the podcast is I keep on saying in the podcast that I'm going to edit stuff out, and then I don't. And, then and you, just hear, you just hear me say, I'll edit that out, and then I don't. <laughs> so I'll do that with with that, with what you just did. And yeah. it'll be, it's like, it's like, it's cool. It's like, you know. There aren't any edits, even though there obviously are. Yeah, but it went, um, oh, what's the word? It, it went meta, meta. I don't know what that means. Is that some sort of radio term? No, <laughs> it's a philosophy term, <laughs> which should have come up in your last pod at some point. Yeah, but it didn't because... Kane didn't bring it up. Kane, no, Kane, Kane didn't know, funnily enough. You're blaming Kane. Yeah, it's all Kane's fault. Um, yeah, no, I break into like estates or like, you know, Large areas of land. Council estates. You just go around. <laughs> take it out on the working class. Well, that is a thing, though, isn't it? Like guerrilla gardening. Have you heard about guerrilla gardening? I mean, I knew they shared a lot of DNA with us, but I didn't know that guerrillas were quite capable. Fuck off, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so you'll get... Um, like, you, you know, you have it with um, sort of very urban areas where it's disused land. Um, I'm not sure if that fits into what you're saying, but you yeah. do get sort of the... Sort of like roundabouts that are disused areas and not not yeah. So people go and plant beautiful as they could them. be. Yeah, like yeah. What, like it's particularly wildflowers, so the bees can go and like okay. pollinate from them, and and it corrects the ecosystem and 
everything's good. Great. It's good. Yeah. Good, yeah, good right. stuff, generally. Yeah. But I'm not interested in that. I'm, I'm a militant eco-terrorist, but not willing to kill people. No, not militant. I'm fundamentalist. Like, I, I, don't, I don't want to militarise my eco-fundamentalism. Okay. But I am feeling very strongly about it. So just going to plant in a couple of trees, or no, sorry, a couple of wildflowers, like on a median strip somewhere. Nope. I want to plant trees because trees are going to make the difference. So I'm going to break into people's houses or homes, particularly mm-hmm. large homes where they have big, very like pristine gardens, like acres and acres and acres of just grass. You're going to have to think about your plantations as well because some trees are better, better for the environment than others. Right. Yeah, it's like well, algae and plankton are really good for the environment as well, aren't they? Good luck planting all that. Yeah. Just gonna plant some algae and plankton. Just gonna well, I, spread it around. You <laughs> carrying your bag, getting off the bus, <laughs> carrying your. You're like Dick Whittington, but with a, with a bunch of algae and plankton in the back of your sack. In the back of my sack. I was thinking sack like, on a rod that you're carrying. Right. It's not sounding not better, is it? <laughs> my sack, sack on your rod. With my sack and rod, planting my algae all over the place. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> Oh, I feel for anyone who's just who've tuned in and then they've skipped to six minutes in. I'm just going to get to the start of it, the crux of the matter. <laughs> <laughs> My sack and rod. <laughs> and that is eco-terrorism. No, it's not eco-terrorism. So you, you, you gave this thought that you would decide... Do you actually have an inclination towards this or not? No. Okay. I, I wouldn't, it's sort of thing, it's a nice idea, but when it actually came down to it, I like had to break into someone's house and plant a tree. First of all, I don't know, I, fuck all about planting trees. Do you just put a seed in the ground? Said, that seems too easy. <laughs> it does it. And a sprinkling of water. But you just yeah. chuck, chuck an apple in there, it'll grow. You know, that's not how it works, is it? Nature, isn't it? Yeah, nature. Yeah, it'd be fine. That's, find, that's what I've heard. <laughs> I find the militants quite interesting. So I was reading up before I came, and you've got a group called the Earth Liberation Front. Who are That's known? The original, yeah, <laughs> ELF <laughs> uh, or Elf, Elf. <laughs> um, which would have Elf, been a very different movie. Alphology. Oh. oh, that's the name of this one. Uh, write that down. No, it's actually not because literally, not people will be looking at thinking, yeah, it's been about elves, and it's not. It's about the the Earth Liberation Front, especially come Christmas time when they've been yeah. watching there. Yeah, because I'm sure this podcast will still be getting listened at Christmas. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I find them quite interesting because they, they're known as um, militant arsonists. Which to me, if you're in favour of environmentalism and your solution to that is militant arson, to me sounds a little bit like you get those say no to animal testing bags. You see them around, people carrying them. Yeah. If they were made out of dolphin arteries or something. Yeah. There seems to be a bit of a contradiction, no? That if your solution to environmentalism is burning a load of shit up. Yeah, so you, you, you think we should reuse body parts to, to make the bags? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying the, the comparison is that if you've got these militant environmentalists going around and burning shit up, that doesn't really seem to fit their, oh, right, yeah, so of, their yeah, ends, does yeah, it? Burning seems stuff. a weird approach to take. It doesn't really fit. Burning is doing ex- the exact air, opposite of what they're not what you professing. Want. It would be like if you've got these animal testing bags going around and they were made out of dolphin fins or something. Yes, or yes, no, I see. Yeah, yeah no, you that, see, that, yeah, that makes you see the parallel. A lot more sense than what I was thinking. <laughs> well, you, you led so that we should use body parts. <laughs> You'll get a lot, of, a lot of your mind at the moment. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> so I think there's, there's, 
a natural limitation that you can have as an environmental militant. You can't take it to the extreme. Yeah, you still. can't be doing nu- like dirty bombs, can you? Yeah, whereas if you're a religious extremist, yeah. you can probably get away with having a few nuclear bombs or something. You can kind of say that it's part of your part of your cause. However, if your cause is that you have to treat the world pretty nicely, then you can't do a lot of shit as a militant, can you? You're quite limited. Yes. That, yeah. I, I mean, that's actually just a so good if point. So if you want to be an extremist... Maybe environmentalism is not the course to take. <laughs> yeah, but there are like, so I, I was reading about this the other day, like all the different political factions and where you are and different. And there are eco-fascists. So who are like, they believe in super like traditional, um, very right wing, you know, whites are pure, death to everybody else, uh, death to disabled people. But, you know... Let's keep down keep down the emissions whilst we're at it. You know? Yeah, you pretty much described still in the world, which is <laughs> lovely. <laughs> it's a lovely place, actually. Maybe, yeah, maybe eco-fascism... Oh, maybe I've written, <laughs> it off, I've written it off too early. <laughs> oh, that's going to sound bad, isn't it? Is it, is it if this really? gets back to a future job interview, <laughs> maybe the fascists have got it. <laughs> is that really a thing, though? Yeah. Be- be- no, yeah, but is it, is it really a popular thing? Or is no. it just a term that someone has created in an ivory tower, no, some no, academic, no. and they've said, oh, eco-fascism. No, no, but are there actually eco-fascists I think in so. the world? I think there are probably like Cause, five. Because <laughs> <laughs> eco stuff has become a lot more popular recently, hasn't it? Yeah, but where's so, the logic for having a fascist Well, the thing is, you can, you can believe in like, you know, ethnic cleansing and, emi- and reducing your emissions. Oh, thank you. I was just waiting for the and, permission. And, and you've grown a bit. You know, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, th- those two beliefs, they don't really cross over. I guess the only thing, the reason why they don't cross over is because it's all about preservation, isn't it? Yeah. You know, not many... So kind of conservatism. Yeah. In a way, anti-change. Yeah, maybe or at least anti, anti-revolution, at least. Conservatives are all about that slow, moderate change. That they try to instill an anti-revolution, more evolution than revolution. And I guess that makes sense. There's 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 a common common ground. Yeah. So maybe the eco-fascists, mate. I think we need more synergy and more. I don't know what that word means, mate. I hear it. It's a business meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we need more forward remember, planning. Remember my boss in my in my old job using it a lot, and I was just go, yeah, we do synergy. That's what. Yeah, I'll write that down this path. That's what we need. And I actually haven't fucking clear what that word means. I like forward planning as well. It's very similar to planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's plan for what we've already done. <laughs> but I, I think there should be more partnerships then between... Is that what it means? Between, yeah, kind of, kind of connection. And between different groups, between what seem to be very different and disparate groups. So maybe you should have a, uh, a Catholic nun... Who is also very into um, baseball? Baseball, yeah, <laughs> the baseball nuns. Yeah, and they become the mascots for some big team or so. I, I like these cross partnerships from different industries. If you have sort of an alcohol brand sponsoring a AA awareness group or, or something, I mean that that's actually just inappropriate. It is, but I like how it's crossing industries. I tell you what's a good one: who are big mates and they play golf together. Yeah, Ronnie Corbett. And Alice Cooper. Oh, that's brilliant. See, that's a, that's a proper crossover, isn't it? Right, so if Alice Cooper, who seems like he could be quite a bit of a radical, some, uh, 
you can you can imagine him saying, "I want a rock revolution or something." And you've got Ronnie Corbett, who seems he's quite old. He probably likes gardening. They're probably about the same age, though, aren't they? Ronnie Cooper and Alice Cooper. That's a strange Ronnie Cooper. Thought. Ronnie Cooper. Yeah, him. Ronnie. Co- but if they got married, he would be Ronnie Cooper. Ooh. Or Alice Corbett. I think I know someone called Alice Corbett. Love child. <laughs> what have they named their child? Ronnie Alice Rallis. No, Al- no, no, that's not how named. Alan. <laughs> Aloni. <laughs> He's not... Mediterranean. Aloni. <laughs> I mean, as if this podcast wasn't racist enough, as it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You get a lot of bloody Mediterranean saying, oh, we're the victim race, don't you? Well, I don't know. Do you? No, I don't think so. No. I hope not, because otherwise that's going to be very insensitive. <laughs> that's my career prostate. <laughs> prospect Your career prostate. <laughs> thing is, mate, because you were three hours late to do this, I've been drinking. So. <laughs> I was, yeah. For the benefit of all listeners, I was very late to this, but you've known me for long enough. Well, the thing is... That you should have realised when I would be late. arranged it for an hour before I actually wanted you to be here. Before the football started at half yeah. yeah. I thought, you know, that's gives me an hour's leeway to be late. Mm-hmm. But... Again, you, you... Yeah. But you... I reckon you've looked at that and gone, I don't know what he's doing there. Fuck him. Two, three hours, three hours <laughs> late. Two hours after the time I wanted to be there, I'll be. So you must. My brother does that. He, he will tell me two what? hours in advance of the time that I actually need to be there. But then, like you say, you begin to realise that they're doing that, and then it doesn't work so well. Yeah, as a sort of so experienced to being late. It's like when you change your watch to be when you get a new watch or something, or you've got a new battery, and you have to change the time to the correct time and you put it about five minutes before so you you're never late to yeah, yeah. but then you realise when you're late for something oh I've got late for five minutes <laughs> I, I remember that I changed my watch anyway just to segue back just to bring <laughs> us back to, to eco-terrorism um, I've got I, another idea that's good because I had nothing to say then I was bringing us back to the topic without I like stealth eco-terrorism what like okay I, I, I don't even know what that is so. it's not a thing it's a thing well, it will be a thing well, if you if you Google is, it, it's not going to appear on the, Wikipedia. This is the seed which grows the tree, isn't it? Exactly. Oh, I like that. That's a phrase I've just made up. That's cool. Seed which grows the tree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure someone's probably said that before. Probably, but, you know, not someone... <laughs> Claim <that> it. <laughs> Bing. Have they trained a <laughs> <laughs> I might have to cut that out because that's just going to be gibberish. Anyway. I'm sure some people must know. They can't just Big be a, a Marlin thing or Stroud thing or Gloucestershire thing. I don't know. I've never... I've never heard anybody else use it. Though. Well, let's find out. If anyone on the podcast <laughs> is listening to this all around the world. Yeah, do you know the game, Bing Bong? Yeah, I'm sure you've got a lot of listeners in Venezuela and um, Tibet. Go on, go on and... from South Africa the other day. Really? Who the fuck is that? They've made a spelling error on there. Oh, and Spotify one from search, San Jose, California. <laughs> Who is that? Well, it's nice to know, isn't it? Are you giving him a shout out? So like, well, again, and I said this, I actually did say this on the last podcast. If you are the person from San Jose, California, or the person... Mm-hmm. Background noise. If you are the person from San Jose, California, do you know the way? Uh, is, that, is that some sort of joke I'm supposed to get? Yeah, it's not talking, isn't it? Do you know the way to San Jose? No. Country, Wasted. Country road. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? Um, so I, I like the idea I, I also it's much better environmentally that they're listening to the podcast rather than coming here for the live live event yeah, we, we, yeah there's no no live audience is there really well Pitbull yeah but I'd say he's more of a participant 
Yeah. <laughs> He's inspiring us as, as he goes. He gives you a little eyebrow raise. Well, you think he does whenever he agrees with the point of yours and you kind of turn around and, oh, yeah. Mr. World, Mr. Worldwide. He couldn't be Mr. Worldwide if the earth were to burst into flames. He couldn't. He'd have to be the Mr. Localized. Oh, for fuck's sake. Which what were you going to say? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say that I like the idea of, um, I like the idea of upcycle, stealth eco-terrorism, which is what I mentioned, isn't it? Stealth eco-terrorism. Yeah, that is what you said, yeah. Which... I think would be eco-terrorism that the victims don't quite realise what's going on. So, for example, if you were if you had a Burns victim who worked for Shell or BP or someone that probably eco-terrorists would not like, yeah, then you give them your bullsack as a transplant, and then they get that strapped on their face for the rest of their life, and they're not quite aware, perhaps maybe until five years down the line, that their doctor or the eco-terrorist tells them, ha, by the way, that scrape of ball sack on your face that has covered a horrific burns injury is, and, and it's up, like, upcycling as well, because you could do it from, maybe not a ball sack, maybe a circumcision tip, which is, could be upcycled I mean, rather, than getting, few. rather than getting chucked in the bin, or, or just one very well-endowed person. Simon. <laughs> Simon, if you're listening. I mean, that's fucking see this is what I keep I keep mentioning stuff like in which jokes they won't understand which people from San Jose California I we have a friend called Simon who has that normally large foreskin I'm sure he yeah. won't mind us saying <laughs> it balances out though doesn't it why does it balance out because I haven't got one you haven't got one what did you, what, what did you do with yours lost it I've been looking forever <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 did they let you take it home if you want you said well, I want it. I did ask about this, but I was very high on the general anaesthetic when I came out, and they didn't take me seriously. Um, I had asked beforehand. I want, I want the like. I want to turn that into a. You know, what if I'm a Burns victim? Well, exactly. And then if you want to give it to someone who's working for Shell, BP, whoever it might be, Exxon Mobil, and then you've upcycled, you've recycled material, good for the environment, and you've also really pissed off someone who's working with one of these big companies. And you can probably make a good media story out of it, can't you? Sell yeah. that to the papers. Imagine that on Sun, page, or not page three, page four, and it's saying... I mean, that is very stealthy. Sounds like a Channel 5 documentary yeah, waiting yeah. to happen. So your, your extreme stealth of eco-terrorism is I'm going to cut the end of my cock off and give it to somebody who's burned themselves. You know, some of us are committed to the cause, some of us aren't. Well, the thing is, mate, you couldn't do that if you wanted to. Your foreskin is gone. You don't grow another one. We talk about offending marginalised communities. Jesus Christ, Sal. How bad does that make me feel? Mate. You couldn't even be an eco-terrorist if you wanted to. <laughs> you, could, you could harvest your scrotum. Harvest it? Get a combine harvester down there. <laughs> Jesus, that's going to hurt, isn't it? Yeah. Whole new media getting ploughed. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty, is it? Prettier than it is at the moment. I actually got waxed recently, which you're well aware of. Yeah, I saw your asshole, mate. Yeah, you waxed your asshole. I didn't wax it. Who waxed it? I'm not filthy. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. But I have shown that picture to a lot of people since. I know, because Angus mentioned to me <laughs> just yesterday how he'd seen a picture of my asshole. Yeah. Good and time. I said to him, who was it? And he said, Alf. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's a bit, you didn't send it with any context. You just sent me a picture of your asshole. So I, I flipped my phone open. To see a picture of your asshole, I had a quick wank, and then <laughs> <laughs> they usually are quick. <laughs> Hit me where it hurts, um, and yeah, that was there. 
Yeah, I mean, but how is that helping the environment? My arsehole, <laughs> I don't think particularly helps the environment, unless hairs can be planted or something, because that uses about 47 wax strips. So if there's a good way to kind of... <laughs> if there's a good way to That's reinvest that in the environment. Um, right, so... It doesn't just have to be Burns victims, because maybe then they're victims and maybe they shouldn't really be the ones at Shallon BP. You could go for all the people at Shallon BP. Why are we only going for the Burns victims? It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit unfair. So instead you could make it so that I don't know, you're selling. And this really does require a large scale conspiracy amongst, amongst different vendors of wallets. But I'm thinking that you could sell wallets and it would be faux leather, but that faux leather would actually be Bullskin, for example. Because it's tough. It's material. really tough material. Reusable. So when people die, you can sign up and say, hey, when I die, um, it kind of an, it'll be an opt-out system so that everybody <laughs> takes part <laughs> on the NHS. Everybody will carry around their all-sack donation ball card. card. Well, it goes for all the bodies as well. It's just not just ball-sacks. Anybody can take part. Yeah, you just tick the box which says, yeah, yeah my, my, my ball Which sack. parts you want. Yeah, and ball-sack will be one of those components. You've also got your ears and all the rest of it. And I like how the idea that you could direct each part of your body towards a certain usage once you once you've died, and you pay money towards that. So, so that like, I want a wa- I want my bollocks to be a wallet. Yeah. So if you want your bollocks to be a wallet, you pay a tenner towards that or something, and that tenner then goes towards the company that funds everything they do. But then, do people buy the wallets, or do they get it for free? People buy the wallets, and they're specifically sold outside the headquarters of environmentally damaging companies. And little pop-up stools, and they never quite twig that there's something up. This is terrorism, that and they're, they're experiencing and, yeah, right now. And all they're thinking is, "This is the best damn wallet I've ever had." It's, yeah. it's holding these. Notes Doesn't feel like it's been made by a terrorist. And then all of a sudden, when the planet's been saved, you go, "Fuck you! Fuck we you. saved the planet with our ball yeah. sacks." And what you didn't realise is you've been handling my grandfather's balls in your hands for the last however many years. Yeah, which. It's something we all want to do, and that's that's the that's the sort of terrorism that I can really get behind. What ball sack terrorism? Yeah, or as I call it, stealth eco terrorism. <laughs> I, I think you'll probably get a catchy name. I'll think of a catchy name. You can probably think of a catchy name. You're you're a person. well, that would actually work. Sec ball sec stealth eco terrorism. Sec <laughs> ball sec ball sec ball stealth eco terrorism. You know what? That is actually fucking good. Like write that down so we don't forget. <laughs> Like, fuck the podcast. <laughs> Let's do this. I'll cut mine off after you've done yours. Obviously, I, I want to see how much it hurts. We're going to be like a little Romeo and Juliet, aren't we? Another idea. Yep. Um, ju- well, not so much an idea, but a topic is that we had that recent, what's it called? That environmentally uh, extreme group who had that uh, Stop the World or whatever it's called. They they put that big float in the middle of and Emma Thompson flew over for it on her blooming first class flight from yeah, Los Angeles or wherever. Yeah, that always happens, isn't it? Yeah, they fly in. Yeah. Seems a bit odd, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Supporting an environmental cause you by know, flying in on a... Should have got a canoe. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're really there, committed, Emma. Yeah. Like that guy, what's his name? The guy who, who does the canoes across the... The one who, um, the one in James Cracknell or something. James Cracknell. Cracknell. I thought you were thinking of the the Shipton canoe, the guy who pretended to die in the sea. 
Matt Canoe guy. <laughs> no, who was then was found so in, good, wasn't it? Yeah. Who was then found in Panama. Yeah, it was it was a it was a life insurance job, yeah. wasn't it? And they didn't even tell the kids. Yeah, supposedly. I, I mean, the kids might have known. I don't know whether they really did. Yeah, and he just but turned, he was in a little hut just he, above the actual house. But he said at the police station, said, "Yeah, I don't remember anything, mate." They're yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, sure." Strange that when he was recently seen and and <laughs> no, found in a pan, buying a Panama <laughs> house, and he was in a photo with an estate agent, which is quite similar to when you get sort sixteen-year-olds or seventeen-year-olds who pass their driving test, and they do the, they have to do the photo with the person who's instructed them. Yeah. Um, and, Stuff that we both done. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've lost count a number of times. Yeah, we can drive. Yeah. It's quite similar to that. That you're buying a house, and then at no point did he think, "Oh, I'm going to have to do this picture where we're buying that. We're buying the house, and it will be put on their sort of media stream so they can sell more houses." Well, how are they going to sell more houses? Well, more people are going to see that photo. Probably not what you want when you're supposedly dead, is it? <laughs> yeah, what a what a prick. Imagine that conversation with the kids. Yeah, your dad's dead. And then, oh no, dad's not dead, dead, but he was dead. <laughs> but I, but you know, the, the, the bright side is kids. We've got a shit ton of money, we're millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> so, every cloud, we're millionaires, but we do have to go along with the line that your dad's a bit wacky at the minute. We can't remember <laughs> anything, okay? <laughs> anyway, canoe, canoe, James Cracknell. James Cracknell. He would have. So James Cracknell, if he was an eco-terrorist, he would have, or at least an eco-supporter, he would have rowed across the Atlantic. Maybe what that whole thing was about when he was rowing across the Atlantic. Maybe he is an eco-terrorist and he just didn't want to get a flight. And he was just on holiday. See, I like the idea, and we mentioned this before, but not on air, um, (laughs) that eco-terrorists should... They're given a bad name to eco-terrorists and the eco-terrorists should actually be people who are destructing the world. So if James Cracknell was going along in his canoe, but just for the fucking fun of it, thought, I'm going to chuck some oil out <laughs> into the sea right on top of these oh, blooming the dolphins. Seal. I'm going to behead it in the boat. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, okay. So Grab the seal's back jaw, open it wide open, pour some of that sticky <laughs> oil down it. Just let it gargle. Oh, it's like Listerine soil. It's like Listerine. Feed it a plastic bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to cut you open a few years later. Oh, plastic bottle in there. <laughs> I like that. They're the proper eco-terrorists of this, of this world, aren't they? Uh, maybe they are anti-eco-terrorists. Anti-eco-terrorists. No, I... I hmm. Or what you could argue then, I suppose, that every other terrorist in the world, the like who have got nuclear bombs... There, and there aren't many terrorists who've got nuclear bombs. Well, but at no. least well, that we know of. Yeah, exactly. Very good point, Alf. Um, that they really are anti-eco-terrorists by, by their very nature, right? If they're threatening to whack all this yeah, bad so shit into the world. Yeah, so you're saying like ISIS and their nuclear bomb. Lads, think of the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I, all this isn't going to matter when we all, you know. Put some kale in it. <laughs> Explode kale, kale around the world. It is fucking shit kale. I like the idea of there being an... So if, if the eco-terrorists actually formed a coherent group with structure, they probably won't because they're probably quite into anarchy and not having any leadership or hierarchy. However, if the Earth Liberation Front and these other groups decided... Rebellion, something rebellion, that was their name. It doesn't say a lot for the movement when you can't remember their name, does it? No. They haven't really done their job. But I do remember Al-Qaeda. Do remember what, <laughs> yeah. I remember what they did. Oh, say, a lot, say what you like about Al-Qaeda, but great PR. <laughs> <laughs> it really stuck with you. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, I like the idea that you'll have these eco-terrorists and they'll become quite dissatisfied with the real terrorists of the world because they've got their dodgy fuels and all this sort of stuff. So you'll end up having a full-scale war or at least a Twitter shouting match between the likes of Daesh or Islamic State, whatever you want to call it, ISIS, against... The Earth Liberation Front. Uh, what's it called? Something Rebellion. Atomic Earth Rebellion? rebellion? Earth, Earth rebellion. rebellion. It's done a shitty job, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it was Stroud. green. It was green. They're from Stroud. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like hippies with, no, with plenty of time on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. That could be you at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> that is that. actually a, 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 a firm description of what I am. <laughs> you should infiltrate. Be well, I, I don't infiltrate. I'm on their side. I am an eco-terrorist, apparently. Just a lazy one. Yeah, la- <laughs> a lazy eco-terrorist. A lapsed eco-terrorist. <laughs> a non-participant, yeah. but I agree. A keen like, observer. Like You know, like with the, the Islamic fundamentalists, where you get... Oh, do I? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, there's... Certain Muslims out there who aren't terrorists, but quite a few, but they, uh, yeah, many, many, <laughs> many, many. But these are a specific group. These are Muslims who mm-hmm. aren't terrorists, but think that the terrorists are doing a, a fine job. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that it's a certain but for set. the ego terrorists. I'm like, appreciate what you're doing, guys. Keep it up, but oh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah, so complicit, sort of complicit. Yeah, I'm complicit. Or a tacit, tacit eco-terrorist. Yeah, when there's an eco-terrorist attack, people are going to be saying, you know, where are you denouncing them? I'm, going to be like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not denouncing them because I actually agree with what they're saying. Like when there's horrors and paedophilia going on in the Catholic Church, all these priests who didn't really say anything bad about it. Yeah. And didn't well, really stand up. Way, like, to, way to make that dark, but yeah. That, well, that, no, that, it's, it's, it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, it's like you're, you're one of them. You're not one of them. <laughs> I'm, the- I'm a paedophile supporting <laughs> priest. <laughs> You're the parallel of the paedophile supporting priest. But in, in terms of actually sense. doing the right thing rather than doing the wrong thing. But, you know, well, but then, then there's a big I, argument I, about whether it's the right thing. Anyway. I mean, I would say that potentially saving the world and burning kids, I reckon saving the world is probably better. Okay, one might be a Try and argue that, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you doubt me a bad hand now. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't argue, and I'd, I don't think anyone would be surprised to hear that I wouldn't argue that paedophilia, especially within the institution of the Catholic Church and everything, and the kind of the, the huge scale that, that it that it was, I wouldn't argue that that's not an abhorrent thing. What good? However, I'm glad you're not, because there is a however. Take a turn. There is a, there is a however. I would argue that the the the, the upshot effects of environmentalism and eco-terrorism can be argued as to whether they're good or not. For example, the arson, is that actually good? Uh, no, probably not. And, yeah, and even, even for environmentalism generally, I mean, there's a lot of, there was a, there was a, a research in, a research, <laughs> there was research, there was a research <laughs> in a, it sounded like George Bush, no. Um, there was research into how best to combat the problems of environmental degradation over many, many generations. And I think it was the Swedish fella. And they got together, basically. Zlatan? It was Zlatan. They got Zlatan and um, Henrik Larsson together. <laughs> and John Dahl Thomas. No, he's Danish, wasn't he? Danish. Danish, Swedish. He was one of them. All the same. They got them all. They got them all together. 
I think we've just we've, to contribute to the racial that's problems made, yeah, of this podcast so far. <laughs> oh yeah, such a victimised group, the Scandinavians, aren't they? Stop telling us how good we are and our societies are so equal and egalitarian. It really hurts. They are quite racist though, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. There's a lot of white people. Yeah, there is actually one black person in the whole of Norway, isn't there? Yeah. It's John Carew. <laughs> he's quite tall. I've heard that he's yeah, bigger. He, uh, he's bigger than me and you, mate. So. And he always scores. Yeah, one or two. Yeah, yeah. John Carew. John Carew, John Carew. John Carew yeah. <laughs> But I've they... got to fucking cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Select audience and appreciate that. But there is they there was this research into how best to navigate environmental degradation and, and respond to it and and stop it. And the research got together a group of Nobel laureates from all around the world, proper proper clever people, and basically they ranked um, the best solutions into I think uh, into five. And then for each person, and then they calibrated that amongst each Nobel laureate and each professor and each scientist and each industry person to figure out which ones came up most often. So then you can work out which are most likely to be successful. Because by a lot of people, a lot of very clever people and in the know people on these topics, these solutions or potential solutions repeatedly come up. So they're probably most likely to be successful. And what they came up with was that the, the number one was having more intelligent people. So that comes down to more general stuff about having better education across the world, less poverty. Kill stupid people. But their ultimate upshot was have more clever people. And that, that means that you've got more geniuses, more not kill stupid musks, people. more Einsteins, whatever. Not, I don't think that was specifically... Because as an eco-fascist, <laughs> but they turned my attention to killing stupid people. But, the, but they also are quite pro-natalist. So the opposite of these sorts of like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ale- Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, that AOC, the American yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. congresswoman, who's quite big on the leftist scene and made some quite disparaging comments about um, giving birth and, have, and contributing to a population problem. Someone <laughs> like Jacob Rees-Mogg, who is a pronatalist and he's got about seven kids or something and doesn't, I mean, doesn't see an environmental problem well, with having more kids. He is and these people though. would... Well, it's a separate issue. That he... <laughs> On, on this topic, at least, I would be more inclined to agree with him that you can't blame the environmental degradation or point to a cause of environmental degradation as being population control and overpopulation when most estimates predict that population is, is going to peak, peak out anyway. And the more people you have and the cleverer clever population you have, you're going to have more potential solutions to environmental problems anyway. I mean, mate, I did make, I guess, I don't know, the exact opposite view on a different podcast. Did you really? Yeah, but you said we should have less kids. Football, manager, kids. football manager versus overpopulation. Oh, I watched that one. Yeah, I or said that, that, yeah. that there should be fewer people because yeah, you were wrong. It, it does damage overpop. Yeah, it does damage the environment uh-huh. because more people, more carbon footprint. Yeah, but when you've got more people, you've also got the more potential for geniuses and very. And also, that's actually not saying keep people in the current situation and living circumstances that we have at the moment. It's also saying have more people if you need, but have better living circumstances so people are better educated across the world, not dying of starvation and uh, curable diseases, all this sort of stuff. So you've got, you're really tapping into the latent potential of all these people all across the world, the whole population, and you'll have more solutions to these problems. I mean, yeah, that is a very intelligent point, mate. Well, don't don't tell me that. Tell the Nobel laureates who came up with it. I'm just I'm just channeling it through. Yeah, I've also heard this thing about gravity. If you wanna if you wanna laud me for coming up with that as well, that wasn't my idea. 
What is that? Is that Einstein's theory of general relativity? Apparently, when things drop, they fall, and apples hit heads. No, no, no. Actually, we go towards it. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, is this all part of alphaism? No, it's actually Einstein's theory of general relativity. That's a great idea. You yeah. should have spoke to Newton about it. He didn't agree. Yeah, well, yeah, but Newton was wrong. Gravity doesn't actually exist. It's space time and all that. You've created like a dent in space time. That's great. Oh, you can have things named after you, like Newtons, even if you're wrong about shit. So just come out with an outlandish theory, just get enough traction, a bit like Mormonism, basically. And then you get a load of supporters. And even once they've proven you to be wrong, like with Newton, you still get shit named after you. What a great legacy that is. You don't have to be right about anything. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why was not? I, I, when time travel is possible, which obviously it isn't because otherwise we'd see time travellers, when that happens... Well, they just don't want to come here. Yeah, they're like, fuck that. That was a bad time to be alive. Yeah, you should have heard this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that podcast, which, you know, is our, is our, is our God now. <laughs> yeah, that's our national radio. <laughs> um, that's all we play, repeated, <laughs> repeated Alphology podcasts. You Apology know, the too. alphabet is in the wrong order. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think about any more points on ecoterrorism, to be honest. Oh, the, oh the, it's quite a... This environmentalism and eco-terrorism is a bit of a bougie hobby to have, isn't it? You don't tend to get people who really are struggling to make ends meet at the end of the week who can think, oh yeah, I'm happy to take a week off work and protest in the centre of London and stand on a makeshift boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but is that and not... block off traffic and stop people getting to hospitals on time is that and not all a that shame sort of stuff. That more people don't have time to be engaged with saving the world. Yes, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be nice if we could all just save the world? Yeah, but that's that's operating under the supposition that people would if they had time to. Sometimes people just don't want to. Yeah, it's like me. I, I, I've always thought when I was working, if I had more time, I'd do all this different stuff and yeah. I just don't. I find you get more done when you've got more on. Yeah, because you, you're in the rhythm of doing stuff. Yeah, and, you, and when you know that you've specifically allocated a certain amount of time to having, I don't know, working on a project or something. Okay, so if we were to come to the conclusion, the conclusion is that eco-terrorism is a fucking waste of time. I'd say that it's not necessarily a fucking waste of time. If you just do it, if you're doing it, do it bloody good. If you're going to do it, you know, to cause some proper damage. Murder a president. Yeah, with kale. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking forcing kale down his throat. Or if you you are going to take to this kind of public demonstrations and blocking off roads and all that sort of stuff, at least have a... I'm, I'm not saying that they cause the worst damage in the world and, uh, and, it, and, it's, and it's worse than oil spills or anything like that. But I think there is a bit of conscientiousness which comes into it. So if you're, like, if you're the likes of Emma Thompson and you're supporting this Extinction Rebellion, that's the name Extinction of it. Extinction Rebellion. Fucking hell, we got it at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did a great job on your marketing, guys. Fucking keep it up. <laughs> Alan in PR there, who's, who's clearly in a meeting and thought, oh, oh guys, they'll love this. Extinction Rebellion. <laughs> He's gone home telling his missus, oh, it's best that I They should employ you. They should, they should. Someone, um, someone might as well, eventually. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> What, what if they're going to do it? At least be a bit more conscientious about it and and take into account the impact that it could have. So if you are blocking off traffic and you've got the sort of people who could be rushing to hospitals or, or what have you, then put up a little makeshift hospital bed or something like that, or instead of a fucking boat in the middle of the street, or or the other way, if you are going to do it, go completely militant and think fuck the world 
but not fuck the world. Fuck the people in the world, but not the world because you want to save the world. Exactly. And, that is the point. And really go all out on it and think how can we kind of murder as many totalitarian, kind of horrible regimes. Okay, so one final point. If we're going militant eco-terrorism, what do you think of the merits are of um, killing everybody? Apart from me, obviously. Who's doing the killing? Is it one person? Well, I, I'd have to do the last one. No. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm well, the they kill themselves. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. You could force them into it. Well, um, what, what, what's, you know, what's life going to be like for you when you're just living alone? Oh, I'd be so much less stressful. You get a lot of football manager, don't you? Yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, but wouldn't be any new versions, though, unless I produce them myself. So what you're going to do is, before you kill everybody, you're going to tell all the people who run internet networks around the world and satellites and how we access internet... You're going to tell them, by the way, can you just set this to carry on for about 70 years so that I can carry on playing football manager? Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. And yeah, so I can feed all your ideas now. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. No, I think um, no, I think more people is probably a good thing. I know it's a bit of a controversial thing to say, but I think more people... But do you not think the environment has got worse as a result of there being more people in the first place? Because that's more people without stipulations. I think more people who are better educated and not in extreme poverty all that sort of stuff, then you've got more potential for tapping into the, more potential, you've got more opportunities for tapping into the potential of those humans in their minds and the geniuses that could be. It's like, it's like when they say, um, how many Einsteins could we have had if Africa was fed properly? Yeah, like in and one, all that sort of stuff. In, and also like in one spunk. Yeah, in one spunk, like, yeah, so like have more kids. I was the best sperm yeah. when my parents could see me. Yeah, surely there was a couple of other little geniuses in there who just weren't swimming as fast. Exactly. So if you'd had, maybe Einstein was actually the stupidest of all his potential siblings. Yeah, and he they wrote, he wrote it for everybody. Yeah. Fuck Einstein. This is actually, I think maybe the fourth time I've mentioned Einstein on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Kindred spirits. Yeah. Well, I, one, one time I was claiming that I was better than him. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, you, are you with the, the non-existent sibling that never happened? You've been Maybe reincarnated in yeah. a new form. I, yeah, I, I am Einstein's superior. <laughs> That's how religions start and cults. That's essentially what that Joseph, whatever his name, the Mormon did, who basically said, oh, I found this this tablet, this con- con- concrete tablet out in the desert. And it said that I I was the new messenger and I'm the new prophet or whatever. And he went and convinced a load of people. And this was in like, it's not long ago. I think maybe mid eighth, mid 19th century. Um, you know a lot of stuff and he which was that's what they then created the Book of Mormon about and which is complete you can you can shit on a lot of religions but of all the religions to shit on that's the one because it's entirely man-made and he clearly just came up with it because he was bored one day and thought oh fuck it I'm not doing anything the horses are tired they're not taking me around anyway. Sounds like this podcast. The cows are knackered and they're not giving us much milk and I'm just going to create up a religion out of nowhere and a lot of people went for it. If you were to tell people, if you went on the streets of Cheltenham and said, by the way, everyone, I am Einstein's non-existent sibling who is now a real being. Oh, and by the way, we should kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Jump on board, guys. And by the way, I've got a lovely boat which is painted green and says Extinction Rebellion on it. So, oh, you got me there. I'm sold. I'm sold. I love sailing. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, look, we should probably cut it there because yeah, we we got to go out on the piss. So yeah, yeah we have. Haven't we? Yeah, like isn't that going to contribute to environmental? I t- I, I, what I would say, mate, is that potentially not preparing for this podcast was potentially a disaster. We talked about some 
basically nonsense for it for a good hour. I think we have, but I quite enjoyed it. As so. nonsense goes, it was good nonsense. It was, it was, yeah, but potentially not as good as the previous nonsense where I'd done my research before. Yeah, and I doubt it was good to listen in on. <laughs> I mean, well, it was fun for us, but I doubt, and fun for Pitbull, but I doubt it was as I, good for potential listeners. So, we'll call it a day there. Yeah. Thanks very much, Luke. I think we might need to do another one in the future as well, when yeah, we've actually when, prepared. When we've prepared and written stuff down. Yeah. Good stuff. Nice to see you. It was a pleasure, that. Absolute yeah, pleasure. Good.